0: Thank you for tuning in to Detail Memories. This episode is brought to you by Rotafest and Zenware. Rotifest is the most powerful mobile invoicing software designed for auto detailers and recon professionals on the market today. More than just a mobile invoicing app, it gives you a complete suite of tools to manage your business. Yes, it has a mobile app designed for the iPhone and Android to decode the bin and create an invoice in the field. But it also includes integration with QuickBooks, Customer management tools, text and email reminders, reports, and now inventory management is included in this powerful suite of tools. Learn more about RotaFest at rodafest.com. Joe, good day and welcome to another episode of the RotaFest podcast. I am back. It feels good to be back. And yeah, Rod, Joey's back. Running, so, you know, so. I got to keep my. Got to keep
1: my pants on now because Jody's <laughs> back, can't run around the office naked. So No, but speaking about running around, maybe you need a scooter. There you go. Speaking <laughs> of that, our guest today is someone you all should know. If you don't know him, then you're probably, I don't know, hiding under, under a rock. rock. But Mr. Kevin Halewood, how are you today, sir? Good, thanks. How are you all? Doing great. You know, we're doing
0: great. You know, it's, it's been so fun looking forward to visiting with you because Rod and I, you know, we've had a lot of discussions about us starting our company, RotaFest, starting our software. And, you know, Mobile Tech Expo was one of those key components, right? And yeah. we remember going back in the day, and here's a little throwback picture when we were out in the hall. That's <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> yeah, baby. So
0: that that is going back
1: a minute. <laughs> yeah. So the first time that I was at Mobile Tech Expo was 2008. Right. Right. So so how long has this been going on? Well,
2: it started back about 2001. In 2000, I had met uh, Tom Price, who actually we had a company and we were manufacturing car door panels, and. I also had done interior work and vinyl repair. So when I got to the guys that were doing detailing and, and all the other aspects for so glass repair, and I thought there's gotta be something for them. You know, you had SEMA, you had Nash, you had a glass show, you had, there were so many shows and I went to all of them. And I bumped into Tom Price at the Nash show and we went for lunch or whatever. We were sitting there having lunch talking and he said that, you know, be a good idea if you could actually include a PDR, uh, um contest in it well at that point um i thought it would be a good idea but i was trying to do something for detailing as well but it was detailing was extremely difficult uh, yeah. but it, there again we decided to do it the first show was at the tupperware center in orlando and that danis who published Auto trim news um he came to the show i was driving him to the show and as we go down the ramp it's a like grass parking lot in front of the building and there's like I don't know seven eight hundred cars, and I'm like, oh, I can't believe it. This is great. <laughs> it was dark, you know, it was like early early morning. It was dark, and there's a guy with a flashlight down there guiding you where to go. And I'm like, oh, you go. What are you here for? So oh, Mobile Tech Expo, and he goes, oh no, you guys are around the back. <laughs> yeah. and it was like fourteen cars if there was that many. Um, but it turned out uh, to be a really good show. We had about fifty exhibitors, which was pretty good for our first show. And the response was overwhelming. Um, A gentleman by the name of Tom Nations from Dent Wizard. Mm He stopped me in the aisle. You know, I I definitely got to talk to it because we want to make sure that we get into the next show and you know, we we don't want to stop doing the show. It was that good for them. Um, But again, it was the first uh, and it 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 did take off from there. From there, we went to um, the Doubletree over by Universal, um, the Twin Towers. And we had it there for about four years. Mm-hmm. Then we went to, I um, think it was Texas, and then from Texas we went to back to Orlando. Orlando no, I'm sorry, Clearwater. We in Clearwater yep. for like four years.
1: Yep, that was then, the, the one of the first ones I went to was in Clearwater. Clearwater. That little pond out there, yeah. and yeah. I remember Jody and I laugh about it because there was a guy that he he's really good and he does um, large dents, and he. Right, rent- right he rented like a black Range Rover and then just kicked the hell out of the side of this car. <laughs> and, and everybody that went by, there was like, there is no way that dent's coming out. And at the end of the show, he was still trying to pull it out. And he just <laughs> he went a little yeah. too far, a
2: little too far. Well, that was, I think that was, a, it was, I think it was like a BMW or whatever, or a Range Rover. Mm-hmm. And, and when he brought it up and I'm thinking, you know, these guys are good, but I'm not sure. The, and he decided to do it all on his own. I'm thinking that's going to be real difficult. But at the end of the show, it was drivable. So. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. It was, like, yeah, it was definitely happy. drivable. It, <laughs> yeah, for sure. We we saw him work on it. But that, that's the thing is that the early days, like when we were there in Clearwater, that's when we were outside in the hallway because there were so many people yeah. that were interested in going and being part of it. And yeah. there wasn't enough room inside. And we didn't care. We were in the hall. We did fine. We had people sign up at the show. Um, and it was, it was a good show. And I, I remember telling Jody at that point, I'm like, well, this is kind of one you gotta, you gotta just check this one off every year. You gotta be there because it's, yeah. I think the combination of being wintertime and in Florida, the off season for, for a lot of these guys and gals is it's perfect, you know, to be there.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Clearwater was, was really good. I thought, um, the first year we were at the Belle, Bellevue Biltmore for the Host Hotel, but then we moved down to the beach after that mm-hmm. because the Biltmore was being uh, actually knocked down, which was a shame. But yeah. um, we, we took it to Texas, and um, that was uh, – I don't know whether you heard about Texas. Um, my best friend's a pilot with Southwest, right? And we have a lot of internationals that come to the show, you know, Germany, England. And so I said, we're doing it down in Corpus Christi because we had gone there to look at it. They took us around and we thought, yeah, this, this can work. Well, of course, he says to me, well, you know, Corpus Christi is the armpit of Texas. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> he said, it's, it's not gonna be fun. I said, it, it, it'll be fun. Well, turns out he didn't tell me that if you're flying in from Europe because of the agreement with American Airlines or whatever they signed with the state, if you're flying in from Texas and you land in Dallas, you can't leave there to get uh, Corpus Christi. You have to go to Love Field, so you have to transfer over to the other airport. And I said, "Why don't you tell me?" So, well, I, I just want to see how you'd work it out. Yeah. <laughs> oh <my laughs> God. Wow! Yeah.
1: Needless to say, he's, he's no longer my best friend. <laughs> 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 wow, that is oh, wow. Well, You know, that's that's one of the things that happened a couple of years ago in the other event that um, that uh, Sheldon and the Convex crew were involved in the Southern Detours <laughs> conference <Nitar laughs> where. They they had it in Lexington and everybody thought well this will be easy well it's, you have to fly into Ohio and then drive to Lexington. That's right, that's right. Well, so, you yeah, know, after I that.
2: I went I, to the Lexington and then to Louisville. I just went yeah. to Louisville
1: I don't know the I don't know if people understand the complexities involved, and that's when Jody and I got involved a little bit with uh, the Southern Detailers Conference. The you know just the complexities of you know having a vendor tell you you've got to book this out a year in advance and put half the money down. Yeah. Um, People don't realize the amount of money that you're putting up to, to do this show, basically on a promise. You're like, okay, there were 150 last year, you know, if I can get that many again. So, you know, this has been, I'm, you know, I can tell this has been a labor of love. You know, you're, you're there every time you're always going around making sure everybody's okay and greeting them and everything. And, and I, how hard was it for you to kind of step back from that and allow somebody else to kind of take the reins?
2: Well, it it was definitely hard. Um, I think everyone knows I had a a severe heart attack in 2005. They didn't expect me to live. I was in intensive care for about seven weeks. And um, I had Kara, my daughter, helping me, and that was a big help. Mm -hmm. But I realized that we were limited as to what we could do. You know, with the funds that we had, um, we were were definitely limited. Yeah. And and it was at that point that I thought, well, you know, if anybody – mentioned I might discuss it with them. So I I have a friend Ellen McCoy who was with Sema years ago. Yeah. And um, she mentioned I had met Chuck Schwartz at the Sema show years ago with my friend Nat Danis and I thought wow this is you know really a down to earth guy and word I got back he he was very um, honest and a lot of integrity and I felt well they contacted me and I said what well, I think about it uh, he then flew into Tampa and we went for lunch and I thought, yeah, I think, I think I would be happy with it. And, and ag- again, the reason also was he was more concerned with not just the show, but the people that are coming to the show. Yeah. You know, who's going to attend. And and that made a big impression on me. I, I think that's an important lesson
0: because I think a lot of times we as business owners or event creators, it's easy to slip into the mindset of what am I building? Mm -hmm. What is, what does my business look like? What does my event look like? Instead of how does my business, how does my event serve the customer, the people that are coming? And I think that's one of the things that, you know, especially early on that I saw that you did a really good job of is creating an opportunity for people like in the PDR Olympics to come in, highlight their skills, to, you know, compete against other people, but also to bring in the detailers and the wheel repair guys and go, all right guys, this is an industry event. And I'm trying to create an opportunity for you guys to connect, to collaborate, to bounce ideas, mm-hmm. to learn from each other so that then you can go back and better serve your customers.
2: Absolutely. I, I felt that if, say, a detailer came and he came to the show and there was a guy selling mats, or he could add something to the mix mm-hmm. before he left the show, there was always something, windshield repair. Jeez, um, hubcaps and wheels the first show. There, there was a ton of stuff. And I felt well. That'll help their business, and in most cases, it it did because the next show they'd say, "Wow, I really got a lot of information, and I was able to add this to my mix." Uh, and and we tried to do a detailed contest a couple of times, but it was really difficult. Um, just like the Dental Olympics, when we first started that, um, you had to make the dents with basically a, like a hammer and a golf ball yeah. at the end of a screwdriver. So they're not all perfect, but there was really no one moaning about it because it was a contest and it was fun.
1: Yeah. And yeah. I, I think that's what's great about it. And and there's some there's some of those um, I'll call them abridging companies, right? So you get you get the PDR side, you get the detailing side, but then in the center you get the companies like Dr. Color Chip, who's been there year after year, and the, the paint sprayers and all of that, because now that's starting to come together. Yes. You know, yes. a lot of times the, the detailing guys and gals didn't want to see anything to do with paint, but now there's a lot of them that are spraying ceramic coating. So the, yeah. the, and, the and the paint gun people, that's all in there. And I think that that is kind of bringing us together. I, I was, we were kind of lamenting about the early days when we are looking at those pictures, the the early days of this, it was kind of out of control. I mean, we it we not not the show itself, but the, the after parties and the people themselves. It was kind of this crazy <laughs> ass dent wizard. I mean the guy, oh, the his guy in his underwear taking pictures and all Jody and I, I mean, honestly, now probably the statute of limitations is over on this, but Jody and I used to get a hotel, a really cheap, just dirt bag hotel across the street. And then at night we would just put on our swimming suits and our towels and we'd walk across the <laughs> and we just go in like we own the place. We're here. you know. I mean? So we just go in and, and do all that. But I think that the thing about that is, is that kind of helped build that foundational. Like when you mention some of these guys, you you know who they are, you know, you're like, Oh, yeah. that's, Price or that's, you know, the guy from Dr. Colorship has been there 100 years. speaking of somebody else has been there forever. Happy birthday to our friend Chris West, who's been at these shows forever.
2: Yeah, definitely. Chris Chris is an icon. Yeah, it's funny though. you're absolutely right, because we did the show in Clearwater and we did a number of shows in Clearwater. But this one, the guy comes in the next one. He says, yeah, it was a rough night last night. And I said, oh, you're out drinking. And he says, no, no, he said it was hard getting to sleep. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, a bunch of us rented a room. And it was over at the Palm Pavilion, which really wasn't a big hotel. It was like two stories, a little. Yeah. Yep. He takes he takes a picture, and shows it to me. I, I I I couldn't stop laughing. There was guys sleeping under the sink, on top of the sink, one in the bathtub, one laying between the bathtub and the door. The beds on each side of the it was absolutely packed. They were all drunk from the night before. I said, "Well, do you know who's in there?" He said, "I don't have any idea, but I got my stuff." And <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I remember yeah. one of those uh,
1: right across the street there, where the bathtub was full of ice and beer, and it was just a. I mean, it was a different thing. It's, the show was still the show. It was still a professional show. We met a lot of people. There's there's connections that I've made in those first years that we still have today. Yeah. And I think that is. Um, we still to this day go back to the show because it is a coming together of people and, and it's, you know, you know, you're going to see some of the same people, but the participants are always new. Right. But that right. is, I think that's what makes it good. The SEMA show, it's too big. It's too yeah. And, um, and, and there's different, there's different things people are there to do. So, so the, the mobile tech expos and the smaller shows like that have always been around, but that is, I, I'm, we're trying to think of any other thing in the industry that's been around that long. And besides us, um, you know, old guys, <laughs> there's, there's not a lot that's been around. So you've, uh, had, you've had how many years? Because I remember you seeing your daughter and then your grandson running around. Yeah. And- it's about 22, 23 years.
2: That's you. I mean, there, there was a company called ATA, Auto Trim Accessories, mm-hmm. that I, I started going to in the beginning. And, and I tried to get things and I was exhibiting because we were manufacturing the car parts. I was trying to see, and then I went to Seema. We did the SEMA show a couple of years. And I thought, there's got to be something that these guys, you know, are, want the exhibitors now want to come to the show because they feel welcome. Not the union jumping all over them for, because the wheels went over the, the line whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. And, and that was a big issue for me. And so I made sure that we're union friendly wherever we went. Um, we took care of the union before and, um, I I was known as Staples for a while there (laughs) because because we gave everybody Staples and cards for their leads. Yeah. Remember that? that? We still have them on my desk. We we got them. Absolutely. (laughs) I
0: still have that, and I have a a little pocket knife you gave us. That's right. That's right. I
2: I, I felt that we want you to come back. We want it to be a family affair. We want it to be – really uh, an experience for both for exhibitors for attendees and for the families i think you yeah. we were the first show to allow children on the floor and i had a fight with them over it at, at the insurance company but i said no that's not an option you know we're, we want the children there because in reality if you're starting a business and you know i don't care what age they were but if you're starting a business the child's going to wind up working in the business of helping you or wanting to help you yes and so this is a way we had a um we had at the Double Tree, we had a massive area of children's area. We had games and toys and color books and all sorts of stuff. And the guard that was at the door was taking a lunch break. And he said, Would you mind if I sit in the corner of the children's area? I said, No, you're going to go right ahead. Well, turns out somebody comes to me at the other end of the show and they said, You know, that guy said, Yeah, he's Hawaiian. He said, Is he really Hawaiian? I said, Yeah, he's from Hawaii. Um, and he goes, Well, he speaks Yiddish. <laughs> he spoke yiddish i said well, how do you know he said i had a conversation with him the past 20 minutes we're talking he's talking yiddish <laughs> to me i'm like oh but there were things like that um yeah things and things that happened i probably should write some some of it all down oh yeah, I, sure. I,
0: I love that and and i think too back you know when rod and i went for the very first time in 2008 we were a complete anomaly. I mean, <laughs> people, oh my would, people would come up to our booth and they're like, what are you selling? What do you have? What software? What, <laughs> what why do I, mean, I need man. software for my business, dude? I'm doing just fine with my, my clipboard and my paper. Right. And so it's been kind of fun, you know, for Rod and I to, to think about the past 14 years of us being a part of trying to build an aspect of the industry that I think a lot of people weren't really aware of. And that's kind of what software brought to the table is like, look, you guys have the skills, whether it's PDR or detailing or anything like that, but you also need to be business owners. And Rod and I have really tried to, Mm -hmm. you know, from the very beginning to go, hey guys, there's more to running your business than just, you know, doing the skills, there's customer service, there's the daily management, there's the invoicing, the bookkeeping, and a lot of times that gets overlooked. <clears throat> right. And it's been fun to see, you know, the evolution of the industry become more business focused. And right, business right. Focused.
1: Yeah. And I one of the big things for Jody and I is, um, one of those years in that picture before I lost my eyesight and my goatee, um, we we walked in the show, and this was a pretty pivotal moment for Jody and I because this was all we bootstrapped our whole thing. Like you, we just we just came in and decided to start this business, and we walked into the Mobile Tech Expo, and somebody walked past us and goes, "Oh, there's the road FS guys," and we went, "Yeah, those guys so? recognized us. Those guys actually <laughs> recognized who we were, and it yeah. was a big thing for us because you know it, we're not." like that at all. We don't, you know, we're just schmucks from Idaho who build software. But but to see somebody that recognized us from the years prior and have people come up to us, we've had people come to us at the show that have said, hey, I wanted to come to the show specifically to see you guys. And I think that's what's great about it is that we can all convene together. There's a lot of camaraderie. You can go out and eat and drink and have fun with your friends that you're on the other side of the world sometimes. Yeah. And yeah. then you know, then you, you come together in the evenings, you go to the show where there's, there's so much, uh, stuff that happens between the vendors, you know, yeah, I mean,
2: absolutely, absolutely.
1: and I think that's kind of the unspoken, uh, benefit. benefit of the shows is the, the, the participants are awesome. The show's always packed, you know, you open those doors and it's just a flood of people. But it's also the vendors and the things that you do with the vendors, you become partners, you become friends, you become allies with all of these people that are there. And um, that's always, you know, the key to me when I saw that the show was a very successful show is when you guys open up and say, okay, now we're open for you to book next year's booth and the people that just flood over there. You know, and yeah. so it's it's something I think that, you know, I don't know if you had. Did you have any idea that it was going to be like this when you started it? Was this your dream or is this just kind of an anomaly? I
2: think it was basically a dream, you know, because, as I said, i had been to all the different shows, like glass shows, body shop shows, Nace, SEMA. And it it bothered me that, you know, between all the hush, hush Russian hum jumble all over the place that you really. You were really a nobody, and you rented this booth that cost you a fortune. You paid the union top dollar, and then you stood there and you'd hope somebody would come to your booth, but yep. you didn't talk to your neighbor, you know, or they wouldn't talk to you. And and I found that I, I wanted it to be a friendly show where everybody enjoyed it. You know, after the show, you go to get something to eat together or just became friends, and and that was my main intention. I didn't want it to be very rigid. I mean, seamer show. When we did it, it was, well, for, I'll give you an example. We had a booth right next to the service counter. Um, it was a draped area, and there was a service counter for, um, can you think of the name of the, the, uh, the decorator? But there was a girl there, and every morning I'd come in, and I'd bring her a cup of coffee. And so I'm there for, like, almost a week. And the last day of the show, she hands me a, um, a second-day air uh, envelope, and I'm thinking, oh, okay. And it was something from a guy in Michigan that asked if I would put it in the booth. It was just like a page. So I, I had a plastic holder and I put it up in the booth. Well, it was two days before. It shows closing and I get a bill for $150. I already paid the bill. You know, what's this? Well, it was the, the freight. I said, well, what, what freight? And she said, well, I handed you that envelope. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Oh, yeah. And that I didn't, you know, I didn't care for. So the unions I was really particular about. We went with Breed when we started to grow. And uh, Frank Minish was the um, manager for all the the, uh, union problems and issues. And, of course, Frank and I became like this, which really helped. Um, And the same thing in Clearwater. I I got very friendly with them there. And um, there's no need to be you know, antagonistic or at each other's throats. It doesn't make any sense. It's, no one's going to win from it.
1: No, and, no. and I think that's the, the, one of the things that I look back at when I'm thinking about all the years that we've gone there is literally the relationships we've made with people. Um, you know, I mean, we've got Richard Hutchings from Leather Repair Companies yeah, watching yeah. our podcast right now making comments, and we love Richard. Richard has become one of our best friends. Yeah. And that hey, would have happened without the yeah, hi, Richard that would never have happened without these shows. And right. so I, I feel like that's one of the things, the greatest things we, and I can think back to some of the people that we met um, years and years, you know, Bob Rossman and, and just the uh, Ed Twilliger and some of the big names in the, the things. One of the pictures I looked back at, um, there's a picture that in Florida, Rennie Doyle won a lifetime achievement award at MTE years and years and years ago. I want to say it was, 2016 2017 yeah it was long anyway and i don't know what happened but he pulled me up on stage so there's this picture of me and rennie with him having the award and and to this day i look at it and i'm like why in the hell was i on the stage i, <laughs> I didn't do anything but, yeah but it was a great opportunity to meet people and be there and i think that the the industry as a whole needs that kind of coming together there's things that we've picked up that we've partnered with people and done you know with richard and and bob you know we started a new group called the the detailers of the round table that's i saw that yeah about the positivity and and doing that and i think that that is um the greatest part about it being involved in that and and trying to get people to come in. Um, the young kids that come in, you meet at the show and they're like, you know, I'm just starting my business. I'm 23 years old. What do I do? And that kind of stuff. That's the greatest part of that is, is helping somebody else achieve their exactly. goals. And exactly. I
2: think, But you, you didn't, you know, when you, when you just said that, that's exactly what we wanted to do. We wanted the guys to come in who knew just starting out and the experienced guys to, you know, gather around, everybody come together. And that definitely worked. Um, and it worked in each segment of it. You know, detailing, PDR, everything. And that was a big plus. Um, it, it, and it's that way to this day. I mean, you can go into the show and go over to a competitor and talk to them and not have issues. Um, I'll tell you a quick story. There was a gentleman, he's still alive, um, Paul Peretta, who was a PDR tech. Nicest guy you ever met. And um, he's in Tampa, he's really close. And woke up one morning. He was paralyzed. Oh, don't, man. Want emo- don't want to get emotional, but he was totally paralyzed from the neck down. And, um, it was, it was terrible, but he had a route that he would do every day, you know, PDR route, different dealerships and stuff. Well, yeah. what happened, I didn't even get involved. What happened was, uh, one of the texts decided, you know what, we need to help Paul. So each guy took a different day of the week off of his route. And, s-
1: yeah, wow. that's phenomenal. That's, that, and wow. I think that's the kind of camaraderie and the things people need. I know that we've been um, at Mobile Tech Expo and um, the RAG Company, which is a big company, and they have a lot of resources. They were supposed to do an event with a guy's car, and they didn't have anything. They had no nothing. And by the time they walked around MTE, they had picked up polishers and products. Yeah. And they were able to go and do this thing that was of no benefit to the people that helped them. And that's what I think is the greatest part about that is you can, you can find things and people that you connect with and you, you go in and you make a, 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 a it's a business decision, but it ends up enriching your whole life and doing things. And so I think that is um, we look forward to going every single year. We have a lot of fun, you know, and people ask us, they're like, Oh, do you make a lot of money on the shows? There's one yeah. And I, and I say, I, it doesn't matter if we talk to one person and we help them out, um, <laughs> there you go. And that's, I think that's the key to it is just, it, it is part of our lives that we can go in and we can, um, you can share those moments. And the IDA is a big supporter of that, you know, and we have that, we have our meeting every year at right. tech expo, right. we sit down and we, you know, discuss the upcoming events. And sometimes that's the only face to face we have with someone from that organization. And so right. that's, that's a connection point that we can make all the time in there. When,
2: when we started the show, it was, in, it was important for me to get detailers come to the show. So there was a, a group called the P D T a professional detailers, technicians association. Um, the gentleman was from England. His name was Graham. Unfortunately he passed, but it then just moved and, and um a big influence then became, um, but Abraham from detail plus yep. yeah. doing the shows. And, and that was important. Um, when it got to the point where IDA started, I thought this is great because it really well organized. Uh, and it, it did I mean, without it, I think the industry wouldn't be where it is without the IDA. There's no question in my mind. Yeah. And it's, it definitely helped.
0: I, I think one of the things too, it's like, I'm sure, early on when you were trying to pull the detailers in, you kind of had the detractors that were were saying, you know what, this isn't really for us. And, you know, so why should I value this time or whatever? And I appreciate that you stuck with the vision of bringing everybody together because it's easy to get trapped in the negativity. It's easy to go. This isn't working for me right now. Instead of, tapping into the vision of what can be. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, as I look back, that's really what you've accomplished is what can be and what can still be developed. If we all lean into the industry and become professional and supportive, and we all work to elevate each other in the industry because there's enough room for all of us to play.
2: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's no question. I mean, the, the different um, alliances within the groups really weren't, you know, m- my idea was there's no politics. I don't I don't wanna, I don't care. I don't want to even know it. And I think that worked all the way down to everyone. They wound up that, you know, we do have to get together. We, we have to deal with things. But when we did the first detail contest it was in Dallas, not Dallas, in uh, Corpus Christi. And what we did was we took panels off of cars, we painted them, um, and then you would scratch it or whatever. And of course, from the get-go, it was, well, you know, my car must have been on the right side, so it got more sun. Um, my car must have had paint before. And it, by the end of it, I thought, why am I doing it? And, and I tried to sit down with guys to ask them, and they couldn't give me an answer. I said, if I, get, if I buy steel plating and paint it, Would it be the same? No. Well, each one's going to take the spray gun a different than the, and that's when I said, well, it's, it's difficult.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it is. And I think that some people get, they go a little too deep with it. Um, I think people need to just kind of step back from their own egos. And that's, that's really (laughs) the detailing industry specifically (laughs) because the, there's a lot of ego involved in it, arguably for on purpose, because you really want that car to look good. And so, um, but if people take the opportunity, I've had I've had people that we've we've had a conflict with for no reason. We have no idea what it is. Social media, whatever. But we've actually settled that at the shows because you're face to face with somebody. And I think that's a lot of. Um, there's people have tons of ideas. I mean, we see it all the time. We'll sit on committees or or you go to groups and and everybody's got an idea. And sometimes it's just you know it's just overwhelming the ideas people have. But the the key to that is is trying to kind of step back from yourself a little bit and and again the whole goal of that is to help out the people that are going to that show and want to see products, and maybe they've never even heard of you before. They they might not even know there's software available, or that there's no. you know this new tire shine, or the that you know that uh, uh, leather conditioner that Richard comes up with, and and that's the that's the beauty of going there. You connect people together. I've introduced people before. I've actually walked a customer over to one of our competitors because I knew that they did a certain aspect better than us. And I walked over to him and said, Hey, this is so-and-so he needs this. And I know you guys do that better. And they just looked dumbfounded. Like, yeah, did you do that? Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah. if he uses ours and it doesn't work as good, he's going to come back to you eventually. And I've had the same thing happen. You know, Dustin. Well, that's what I was going to say. Then yeah. that guy will be more open to giving you a customer. And then yeah. it just
2: it grows. You know, yeah. it, it, it's funny you mentioned Richard. Hi, Richard. Um, we did a show in the UK for two, two years. And I sent Richard and I had to mail it from here. So you can imagine I sent him stuff like you wouldn't believe thinking, OK, great. We've got a, a leather, you know, leather company and yeah. three recolor and stuff. And I got the impression he was going to come, but he never came. So <laughs> then when he then when he shows up here and I said, why didn't you come? He said, I didn't think it was going to be that good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Here's Richard. I'm sorry. I'm
2: sorry. <laughs> That's Richard. It, it, it turns out that it was, they were really good shows. We did them in, um, well, I hate to say it, but Manchester United's uh, Cricket Ground. So oh, I'm, a, I'm a Liverpool supporter. So that's like, you know, I walked around at night and didn't want anybody to see me. <laughs> <laughs> <There you go. laughs> oh, that's funny. But we did it there and it turned out to be a really good show. In, the, in Europe, you don't rent like uh, pack, booth packages. They take a floor and you tape the floor where the boots are. And people come into those and they display whatever they want in that area. So it was a little bit different for me, mm-hmm. um, but it was successful, you know, and, and, and I thought, wow, we can do this. Then I got to the point where, you know, I, I was having issues with my health and I thought, well, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I was born in Canada. My parents were British subjects. And so I moved back to England when I was about, I don't know, probably a year, under a year or a year. And I grew up in a town called Runcorn, which is up towards um, the northwest, close between Wales and then Liverpools across the Mersey. And I, I grew up there and um, I came back when I was, well, not came back, but when there was a school holiday, I would come back to the States. So my mother had a 1964 Ford Fairlane with a fire engine red interior. And, you know, I thought, well, I'm going to wax it for, you know, I think it was about 14. So I went to the store and I bought this wax. And uh, I did the whole car, well, whole ha- one half of the car, bumper to bumper. And then I tried to buff it off. It was eyes And when eyes was like rock, you know, rock, yeah, yeah. You can't get it off. I spent an hour and I got about that much off the hood. Um, needless to say, uh, I, I figured, well, I'm not going to be doing this anymore. <laughs> I don't want to know about it. Um, but... There was a car wash called Simonize on Queens Boulevard and my mother took it there and they charged $19.99 to take it off. And I thought, well that wasn't a <laughs> wasn't a bad deal. Well, yeah. You know, that was my first experience with detailing. Yeah. But then yeah. I had cars and I love to do my own cars so.
1: Yeah, and I think that's there's a lot of people we've actually talked to so many people that we there's either that aspect, somebody that loved cars and that's why they're into it, or there's somebody that, that wanted to create a business where they were more in control of their, their own time and destiny and everything. And I, I think that in general in the automotive world, that's something that's really opened up in the last 20 years and allowed people to do that. I mean, prior to this, it was you had to go to a shop that somebody owned and you had to work for them or you had to have a million bucks to build a shop and yes. do that. And now you don't have to do that. I mean, that's where I started out in the late eighties working in shops and, and, and restoring cars and stuff. And that's, I think that it's changed a lot and, and I, and I'm glad to see that. I, I like to see the evolution of it, you know, and where we can yeah. go, move yeah. and pivot. And I think that's the key to, you know, like you're doing with the shows, you have to pivot. Sometimes we've had it in venues and there was the outside tents and there used to be the car show, which I loved the car show aspect of it. But, but then you yeah. go to a different venue and there's a different vibe and it's a different yeah. show and I, and I think that's what's fun to watch happen because so many times um, we go to sh- different shows. There's some here in town, you know, just local shows that people have, and it's the same thing every single year and they don't change it up. But but it always changes and, and we have new things every year. Yeah. So,
0: well, that yeah. that's that's super fun. I mean, it it's been fun to look back, you know, on our own personal journey with with you and Mobile Tech Expo and and the direct impact and indirect Mm -hmm. impact that you and your vision has had on our business and our relationships. Now, looking back, you know, what did you learn through the process that you think would be helpful for business owners as they're building their business?
2: Well, I don't, I really wouldn't care what business it was from PDR detailing Um, paint, touch up or whatever. You have to be honest. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can't, you can't, you know, basically just walk away from it and say, Oh yeah, here it is. Here's my bill. And then when the customer comes out and looks at it and says, Oh geez, what did you do? Um, You've got to be honest. If you mess it up, you got to take the, take the hit. If it's got to be repainted, the fender or whatever you did, it's got to be repainted. Um, And I think that was really important to me because there were a lot of guys that were doing things that you know, I, I felt were really out of line. Matter of fact, there was one individual who was doing interior repairs. I remember back in the day with people smoking pot and stuff and those, those velour seats and, yeah, the, yeah. and like millions of, you know, little burn holes. Well, I, I'm not going to mention names, but there was a guy that decided, well, we can make a lot of money doing this. What we're going to do is you get a good rapport with the manager, you know, buy a mistake dinner or whatever, and then go into the place and, He had, he sold a set of um, felt tip pens, water, water water-based pens. So he would go into the car, put all these dots, right? Mm -hmm. Once you, once you had that relationship where the guy trusted you, yeah, here's the keys. Go see what I have on the lot. Right. And he would go in and do that. And the guy would say, oh yeah, he'd lock the car back up and say, oh no, I think I left the keys in the office. So the guy couldn't open the door and he'd look and he'd see they're all and he'd say, oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's gotta be fixed. I can't sell this like that. Then he go out there with a spray bottle of water, spray it, and wipe it all down. Oh you know? man! And and that's what was hurting the industry. Yeah, you know, we didn't need that. It yeah. was hard enough to get guys to have um, like a professional business without these hacks going around. Um, and 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 that that was a big issue for me. You know, and I'm to this day, if you can't be honest, don't do it. it you know, it doesn't pay.
1: Yeah. You got to have integrity in business. And I think that's one of the things that somebody that's not, that doesn't have integrity. If they go to these shows, they're going to see all these other people and that's got to weigh heavily on them that, you know, there's, there's people out there doing it the right way. And I, and I think that that's the thing is there's something for everybody. I learned something at every event, every show, everywhere we go, I just try to absorb something. Even if I pick up one thing, it's going to help enrich what we're already doing. Right. And, right. You know, we've, we've, there's people out there that have more money, there's people out there that have more employees, but we don't try to get caught up in that. And for us, it's just a, a matter of taking our business and keep going in a direction. I mean, hey, when you've been in business for you know, 15 years, you've gotta be doing something right to keep going. When you've got a show that's been around for 20 years, there's something you're doing right. So, you know, we, we really appreciate the, the ability to do it and basically the, the ability to have you accessible you're always accessible right. to those shows. People can walk around, ask you questions, give you feedback. I'm sure you've heard so much feedback you don't want to hear it anymore. But, <laughs> uh, but at least, you know, th- there's, a, there's a place you can go and you can talk to all the people. There's so many shows you don't ever see anybody. And it's just you pay right. your money, you go in, and you're like, I don't even know what the, the, the routine's like. So, so that's that, something that I really appreciate about you and the Mobile Tech Expo in general.
2: I mean, that was, as you say, that was really important to me. I didn't want it to be um, like you go to Seamer and they're up in an office where you never get to talk to anybody and they send people down to deal with you. I wanted it to be the way it was. And I felt that um, with my discussions with Chuck, it would be. And um, of course, now we have uh, Sheldon as a show manager and he's as accessible as I am. and, And that really makes a difference.
0: Yeah both, uh, yeah, both Sheldon and Wheels are absolutely oh, amazing. Yeah. They, they've done a good job of picking up where you you brought yeah. them to. And you know, Rod and I, we, we love the show. It's It's been such a key part of our business. And so we want to personally thank you for being such a, a phenomenal ambassador um, for the industry, for creating such an amazing opportunity for everybody and being a leader in the industry. Yep. Thank you. Mean, thank you. You really have, and uh, we just we just want to thank you for your time today, and for your investment for the last twenty plus years. Right, so, right. That's amazing. So, yep.
1: so we look forward in January, February this year again. Yep. Yep. I'm yeah. probably going to be
2: out in Vegas next month for the uh, dent uh, trials. Oh, the yeah. awesome. So I'm probably going to be there. Not positive, but I'll definitely be at MTE for sure. That's awesome.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us. Guys that are tapped in, thank you for joining us every week. I mean, we really, really appreciate it. Please go out to YouTube, to Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Please give us a review, a thumbs up. It helps us get the uh, podcast out to more people,
1: and we really, really appreciate it. So. Yep. And we will see you guys all next week with another we bunch have, uh, of whatever. Detailers of the round oh, yeah.
0: table next week. So. Detailers of the
1: round table Great. to talk about what yeah. happens. A lot of people have questions. So we will see you all next week. Thanks a lot. Okay. See ya. Bye bye.